It's Spencer Hughes, and this is Hughes from the Heart. Thanks a lot for being here, my friends. This is the free version of my daily podcast that you can find on Patreon. I ask if you like what you hear on this free podcast that you consider joining the premium content or support the podcast in whatever way you can. I have a Venmo. It's Radio Spencer. People said, get a Venmo, get a Venmo. I did, and nothing's happened. (laughs) A couple of people have donated. I appreciate that, but that's about it in four months. So if you like what you hear, please support with even a dollar, five dollars, ten dollars, whatever you can give. The equipment is expensive. The internet out here in the forest for me to even communicate to you out there in the world is extremely, extremely expensive for really, really garbage quality internet, by the way. And that's what we're stuck with. We live in one of the most beautiful places on earth, and internet is hard to come by. So we do with what we uh, are doing with and that is crappy satellites up in space, and maybe this whole uh, Starlink or whatever it's called is going to improve things and drop the prices. But for now, it's very, very expensive. It's a labor of love, but we need to keep the lights on for the podcast. So the Venmo is Radio Spencer, and other ways to join uh, other than the Patreon, and the Patreon, too, can be connected at hughesfromtheheart.com slash support. I hope you will check that out. Is the pandemic making you restrict or binge Well, you're not alone if this is the case, and experts explain why. I found this on yahoo.com. Maybe you're coping by using food this past year since the pandemic, year plus now. Maybe you've lost your appetite. Maybe it's the opposite. You're overeating. Maybe you're baking way more than normal, or maybe you started baking out of nowhere, and you're emotionally eating. You could even be showing signs of disordered eating such as hoarding or binging food. You may be reverting back to old eating disorder patterns that you had previously recovered from. Here are some of the reasons why this may be happening. Reason number one is isolation and silence can make disordered thoughts louder. Many people have not been able to see many of their friends, family, or co-workers over the last year. BACP accredited eating disorder therapist Harriet Frew says, feeling socially isolated can be quite devastating for human beings. It's true, we're very social creatures, even if we do like to be reclusive sometimes and many people like to be on their own. Ultimately, we deep down want that connection. We are not designed to be isolated, I don't think anyway. Obsessive thoughts about food and body image can become stronger. And for those who've had issues in the past, according to Yahoo Life, the eating disorder can start to fill the isolation void and take a larger grip again. And having to stay home alone brings different challenges to being isolated with others. That's according to psychotherapist Lindsay McMillan, who specializes in disordered eating. She says, For those living and working alone, there is the potential for loneliness to trigger eating disorder behaviors. A lot of binging happens in private, and that, coupled with a loss of daily routine, can disrupt mealtimes and make chaotic eating and uh, overeating something that becomes more common. She added that if you're stuck at home with others, it could also trigger disordered eating behaviors. There might be an increase in restriction if a person feels they can't freely eat in the way they need to, either because they're being watched or feel that they're being watched, and perhaps criticized by family or housemates. Reason number two, food scarcity and hoarding could trigger restricting and binging. Many people, especially at the beginning of the pandemic more than a year ago now, were experiencing emotional stress because of the temporary food scarcity that COVID panic buying caused. Do you remember that when you couldn't find certain foods then everybody started baking at the same time that I started baking bread and all the yeast was gone? I mean, I remember when we found yeast on Amazon, it was like a big deal. We felt like an old 49er finding gold in the creek. I mean, it was really, really crazy. Seeing other people hoarding food may have triggered an increase in anxiety and worry about not being able to access their own safe foods, according to McMillan. 
people's fear and panic about running out of food could have made them feel restricted and deprived, which could also trigger binging. Reason number three, food rules are being challenged. That's right. Food rules help people to reduce anxiety and have a sense of structure and control, right? With the changes in routine and eating habits that we've experienced, previous food rules have been impossible to adhere to or may have mutated into a whole new set of rules or other behaviors. It can feel scary and chaotic and very unpredictable. And it's likely that for some who can't meet their self-imposed rules, such as cutting out the carbs entirely, there may be a feeling of failure or panic. Reason number four, lack of regular routine can make someone feel out of control. The people we interact with on a regular basis, the things we do to let off steam, our jobs, our hobbies, our interests, all of these were impacted by COVID-19 and social distancing, of course, that had to ensue as a result of the pandemic. McMillan explained that these routines help us have a sense of self and purpose and a way to have a sense of ordeal and control in our life, which in turn helps us to manage our emotional world. McMillan says it can feel like we've suffered a series of losses, and for someone with disordered eating or in recovery from it, these swift changes and the emotional roller coaster of the whole thing can destabilize their recovery. Not being able to attend perhaps support groups that they had been attending, or seeing their therapist or dietitian in person or even at all, can trigger powerful emotions such as isolation, sadness, fear, even anger, rejection. Reason number five, less access to support can cause falling back to old habits. It's true, isn't it? Not having access to support could make symptoms worsen. Many therapists have made the move to online or telephone support, thankfully, and people can still slip through the cracks, though, if they don't feel as motivated to follow through, or if they're unable to do so because of financial reasons, family reasons, or other reasons. There could be an increase in feelings of hopelessness. So much of my work is to engender hope and encourage clients to persevere in the face of what can be a long road to recovery, says McMillan. A lot of restrictions are easing as of this podcast, thankfully. Many, many millions have been vaccinated. I don't want to get into that whole politics. It shouldn't be a political issue. It should be a common sense issue, but it's become political. And a lot of people are feeling in a much better position now than they were a year ago. And that's good. Here are tips to help prevent or halt disordered eating behaviors. Remember, you are not alone. The whole planet has experienced this simultaneously, and we're all dealing with it in our own ways. But remember, Safety in numbers, my friends, you are not alone. You're never alone, however alone you may be feeling. Seek out support, family, friends, even coworkers you trust, and certainly a therapist if you feel you need to. Talk openly about what your concerns and fears are, and have someone listen who will listen without judgment, without criticizing you. Get back on a routine. This is so important when our lives get uprooted. We have to get back to a routine. It may not be possible quite yet to mimic the exact routine that we all had pre-pandemic, but it's getting closer and closer. And if you need to, even if you don't go back to the old routines, establish a new one and stick to it every day. And that will help you feel that you're regaining a sense of control. Listen to your body, a very, very important one. Registered dietitian Rachel Berman, general manager of Very Well, says, it's important to listen to your body's hunger and fullness cues and honor them to nourish yourself and help keep anxiety at bay. And if you find yourself eating to self-soothe, know that it's totally normal and understandable. Be kind to yourself. Be loving to yourself. Do what makes you happy. Find ways to celebrate this time at home. If you've been at home for prolonged periods of time, find a little cozy corner of the house to read a book. Curl up and catch up on Netflix. Many people did that during the pandemic. Do something you're passionate about, whether it's art or writing, something that brings you joy. 
could be playing video games a little bit more than you normally do. Things that will reduce stress and increase joy. These are the things that can help give life meaning. Pay more attention to them. Show yourself love. We talk about this a lot on Hughes from the Heart. Self-compassion is everything. And McMillan said to use this time as an opportunity to learn to slow down and prioritize self-compassion. It's so important to offer yourself the same kindness, patience, and sensitivity that you would extend to a good friend or your significant other or your children. And remember this, it sounds like a fortune cookie, it sounds like a cliche, but it's absolutely true. This too shall pass, remember that. Hang in there, we're getting through this. We've been through so much together as a planet, as a people, as a species, and we're getting closer and closer to the light at the end of the tunnel. I know we are, I feel it, I see evidence of it everywhere. We have gotten through this, it's not that we will. We have gotten through this, we'll continue to get through it, and hang in there, my friends. You are loved. You matter. You're important. I'm Spencer Hughes. This is Hughes from the Heart. Thanks to you, our global listeners. We are now heard in 27 or so countries around the world. Our most popular, the United States, France, Canada, the UK. We're also listened to in Russia, Germany, Spain, from the Philippines to Sweden, from Tunisia to Colombia, Ukraine, and Mexico. Thanks to everybody out there being a part of Hughes from the Heart. Still our most popular cities overall, Novato, California followed by Columbus, Ohio, Sparks, Nevada, Colorado Springs, Colorado. We've got Champaign, Illinois. We've got Rockland, California, Olympia, Washington, about 40 minutes away from where the podcast studios are in the forests of Mason County in the south sound of the Evergreen State. Please show your support at HughesFromTheHeart.com slash support. It would mean the world to me. Help keep the lights on and the heartbeat going for Hughes from the Heart. Much love to all of you.